Welcome to the Senior Attorney Match Podcast. I am your host, Attorney Jeremy Pook, founder of Senior Attorney Match. Here, we discuss how attorneys who have practiced for more than 30 years can monetize their law practices. We also explain how to value and how to sell a law practice and the logistics involved when transitioning a law practice to a successor lawyer or law firm. Excited today to welcome back Scott Loring of Cooperative Coaching and Mediation. Scott is a business coach and mediator. And today, Scott, we're going to be discussing the top five reasons why a commercial lease should not delay succession planning for senior attorneys. And I'll tell you, Scott, this comes up all the time. I'll actually call it the number one reason why most senior attorneys will delay succession planning because they'll say to me, well, my lease terminates in two years, three years, one year from now, or I'm about to renew my lease and I think I should renew it for another three-year or five-year term. Well, it's great to be back here, Jeremy. I always enjoy these podcasts and thanks for inviting me. And you're absolutely right. This comes up more often than you'd think as a sort of a an obstacle that maybe shouldn't be an obstacle. So let's get into it. Sure. And before we do get into it, Scott, can you share with us the concept of what is termed as the sunk cost fallacy? What does that mean? So Jeremy, the sunk cost fallacy is when we continue an action because of our past decisions, rather than a rational choice of what will maximize our utility at this present time. Thank you. And so applying that to commercial leases, we'll meet with senior attorneys often in the Next Step workshop is the first time that we'll meet an attorney who will tell us about the background of their practice and what their goals are, their timeline for when they want to retire. During the Next Step workshop, we'll ask them, okay, tell us about your lease. And that's what we'll find out, that the lease termination date is at a fill-in-the-blank date. And at that point, the senior attorney will often say, okay, and that's really when I think I should begin my succession planning. So just to go back to that definition again on sunk cost fallacy, what was that definition again, Scott? The sunk cost fallacy is when we continue an action because of our past decisions, rather than a rational choice of what will maximize our utility at this present time. So it's the maximizing the utility at the present time we really want the listeners to give a strong ear to because we find that senior attorneys who have practiced more than 30 years, at that point in their careers, they are at the height of their utility. That is, they've got their subject matter knowledge down. They've got strong client base. They can charge at very competitive rates. All of those attributes present great value to growing law firms, which by and large is the advice that we at Senior Attorney Match advise senior attorneys to consider when it comes to succession planning for their practices. So when considering, all right, I've got this lease that I'm on the hook for, the office is on the hook for, for X period of time, but I also have potential quote-unquote buyers, growing firms that are interested in what I have to offer, that utility that I have to offer at the present time. We ask our clients, based upon the utility that they can bring to growing law firms, to say, okay, let's open our eyes and our ears 
to the opportunities that they have before them. And let's consider the lease as an issue, something that's part of negotiations. So going back to the title of our podcast today, top five reasons why the commercial lease should not delay succession planning. Of course, now the number one is just to recognize the sunk cost fallacy itself. Yes. The second one that we should consider is that the possibility of a random Tuesday event before a lease term expires. And just in case this is the first time they've listened to a particular podcast, can you define the Random Tuesday event for the listeners? Sure. So we consider a Random Tuesday as, as just that. That is, you're at work, it's a Tuesday afternoon, and your key associate that you assume is going to continue practicing with you for the foreseeable future tells you that I'm leaving I'm giving you two weeks notice, four weeks notice. And also, by the way, I'm taking some key clients and key referral sources with you, uh, with him, excuse me. Another example of a Random Tuesday event, unfortunately, are the bad news. It's the bad news that a senior attorney could receive about a mental health issue or a physical health issue, or God forbid, just something happens. And at that point, the senior attorney is left with a practice that had great value prior to the Random Tuesday event, and now that value has been significantly impacted. So what I'm really hearing in that is if someone's saying, eh, I don't want to do it till my lease is up and they're paying $5,000 a month, I don't want to waste that. Well, the value that they have right now, while they're still mentally sharp, physically capable, if anything happens, they'll lose more than $60,000 in value. They could lose a lot. So to act before a random Tuesday event is far more important than extracting the maximum value out of a lease. 100%. And if we just add dollars to it, in our model, we're striving for negotiating terms for senior attorneys to continue practicing for as long as they want. And then in their retirement years, to be able to benefit by receiving up to and hopefully even exceeding a one times of revenues. So in that example of the attorney that you're describing who's paying $5,000 a month, $60,000 a year, we're assuming has revenues of $500,000 a year, let's say, that is a very significant swing. Would you be willing to continue to make those lease payments for the remainder of the term, but for the benefit of having joined a growing law firm in advance of a random Tuesday and let a random Tuesday never happen? But what you just said, that $500,000 could be off the table altogether because of the delay, because of the lease termination date that's really on the mind of the senior attorney. Yeah, by trying to save $60,000, you lose half a million. That's right. The next one is it's possible that a growing firm may actually succeed to the lease. We see that happen. We have today law firms that want to establish themselves in markets beyond the market that they are regularly servicing. You have a Boston, let's say we're based in the Boston area, you have a Boston-based practice that may want to service clients out in the suburbs. And they could recognize the senior attorney who has that office space and actually view that office space as something valuable to the growing law firm. So they want a satellite office. They want to expand geographically. And so 
a potential benefit is the attorneys already established in a different geographic area. That's right. So now we're already getting to the fourth reason why senior attorneys should not consider their commercial lease as a reason for delay. And that's something that lawyers and Scott, you as a mediator are very familiar with is the option for mitigation. Absolutely. Just the people all the time, life intervenes and a tenant says to the landlord, I want or need to get out of this. And the landlord, you know, if it's say health or they have to move or something happens. And so they negotiate, <laughs> right? That's right. And of course, I mean, we're addressing lawyers and I'm sure lawyers are already thinking in their minds, but the options of course, are you could sublet the office space, all of it, part of it, try to assign the lease to someone else or consider an outright termination. And that is something that a landlord considers could happen and make a deal with the landlord and could terminate the lease early. And here, Scott, I'll just I'll just give an example of, of a client where that client is Manhattan-based and they had two years left on their lease. So of course, people here in Manhattan, they're thinking high rent and it was high rent. It was almost $15,000 a month with two years left on that lease. That was a very significant amount of rent. On the other hand, though, the senior attorneys that we represented, when we introduced them to a growing law firm that offered them the opportunity to continue practicing, work on the types of cases that they really enjoy working on, minimize and actually fully eliminate their need to do any office administration work, and negotiate retirement terms where they could monetize their practice, despite the fact that they had in front of them a $300,000 plus liability, okay, on their books for their practice, they joined that growing law firm. And they also, within three months, had that lease assigned to a third party, albeit with a broker. The broker made a good commission off of it, but the senior attorneys that we represented, they're just thrilled because they joined a practice and are practicing in a place that they absolutely love, have great retirement terms, and they did not fall into the sunk cost fallacy. Excellent. So now we move into the last one, and this is probably the most significant next to the sunk cost fallacy itself. It actually plays well together with it. Actually, I shouldn't say play well, because it's really played bad, because it's really just not in the best interest of our clients. And that is the lease provides an excuse for maintaining the status quo. Any big life change has a certain anxiety to it. And so if people can latch on to a reason to maintain that status quo, it can be used almost to, as a justification. I'm acting logically. I'm acting intelligently. I won't act because I have a lease rather than realizing that random Tuesday event could happen at any moment the value of their practice could decrease. It's really not a smart move. It's an excuse. That's right. We talk about so often that if today is like yesterday and if tomorrow appears is going to be like today, then why make change? And here with the lease, one thing that we'll point out and we point out often about status quo is that the reality for senior attorney, Scott, is that 
even though we talked about earlier in the podcast that their utility is at such a high level, right? Even MVP status for where they are in their careers in terms of being able to generate new clients and charge out at competitive rates. At some point, their ability to generate those new clients, it actually does decrease because clients retire, clients move away, clients pass away, referral sources, the same, move away, pass away. And what doesn't change and what actually goes up every year? Your lease expense, other office expenses. So the status quo presents to senior attorneys often another reason for why expenses are going up as revenues can actually go down. So you're financially hurting yourself by waiting too long for starting negotiations with a successor firm that would be very interested for the senior attorney and often the entire practice to join the growing firm when staying within the status quo. Yeah. And if they really want the attorney and the attorney's like, hey, I've got this expense, it could be part of the negotiation, correct? 100%. It's always part of the negotiation. In fact, we'll find that the senior attorneys will negotiate with growing law firms to say, okay, even if you don't want to take over the space, part of the compensation package needs to be cognizant of the fact that we're still on the hook for this lease for X number of months and X number of years. And from the growing law firm side, they look at this as, okay, this is a cost of doing business for us. We're really interested in the client list that the senior attorney offers, the referral sources that the senior attorney offers, the subject matter knowledge that the senior attorney offers. Heck, if that's going to cost us an extra $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month in return for this influx of clients and referral sources, please put that on the table for us to discuss and negotiate. So in sum, I really want to end where we started, Scott, because that concept, those three words are just so important to this huge issue that is always comes front and center for senior attorneys about their commercial leases and when they terminate is that sunk cost fallacy to be cognizant that we don't need that to strap us in and hold us back. Instead, we should accept it. We should look at it and consider what are my options. Absolutely. Great. Scott, thanks as always for joining. Always a wonderful time. Thanks for inviting me, Jeremy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Senior Attorney Match Podcast. For more information, please visit SeniorAttorneyMatch.com. You can always reach me, Jeremy Pook, by calling me at 781-247-4211 or sending me a text message at 617-285-3325.